0: Welcome to another episode of Negative or Positive Vibes. CJ Ryan Spilborgs here. As we just found out a little while ago, those who will be going into the Hall of Fame, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer are in. Uh, the over-under, as we said, tried to set it a little bit earlier today, Spilly, when we were on loud outs. Uh, you wanted it to be three. We uh, convinced you to go three and a half, uh, and this is the reason why. We thought three might be the number Four, not a long shot, but a possibility of four. We end up with three. Let's go one by one for those who got in. We'll also talk about those uh, who just missed. The absolute no-doubter, Adrian Beltre uh, is in. 95.1%, so we actually dropped more than expected. Uh, 19 voters did not vote for him, uh, but he still got in a really impressive total. Uh, Adrian Beltre is one of two first ballot Hall of Famers this year.
1: I think it's really cool, especially given the fact the second half of his career, uh, I was listening to some of the numbers. I mean, the the amount of players that have had over 3000 hits and the homers and doubles and the gold gloves. And uh, I mean, ultimately, we we were even talking about this when you think about uh, Adrian, he falls right behind Michael Jack Schmidt. And uh, Eddie Matthews, when it comes to some of the all-time numbers as a third baseman. so he's he's in the small hall category. And it's pretty cool. pretty cool to see Adrian, the character you saw his three thousand hit. You saw him as a teammate with uh, with the people that were around him the last couple years in Texas. Uh, I've said this story, too. You know, for some of the knucklehead writers that didn't uh, vote for Adrian Beltre because they didn't feel like he was warranting of a ticket that you weren't, you weren't buying a ticket to go watch Adrian play. There was a kid that I covered for eight seasons in Colorado, where that was the inspiration. That's the reason why he played third base. And that player's name is Noel Naranato and Adrian inspired, possibly a future hall of famer. So that's all you need to know, especially when you are given, you know, the the type of, of character that Adrian was, the type of player that he was and understanding that he inspired possibly the next generation of all-time third basemen. So it it, it just speaks a lot of uh, of what his career was. It was a fantastic career.
0: Really good career. Really cool to see for him. The Rangers, obviously, very excited about it uh, as well for Adrian Beltra. I think the one surprise from this is that I was a little frustrated that of the public votes, uh, that only two. I uh, did not vote for him with the 218 that were public, which was right around 57 percent of the voters that were willing to make their ballots public. With at not Mr. Tibbs uh, in his Hall of Fame tracker uh, that he does, that means 17 of the then-private ballots that went in, did not vote for Adrian Beltre. That is pretty shocking uh, to see, but nevertheless, he is in, and he is a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Really cool moment for you and the Colorado Rockies as we slide down to the second player that got in with 79.7% his sixth year on the ballot. Todd Helton is in. Uh, We had wondered uh, where this thing was going to go. Uh, Certainly felt like at one point it was going to get close as we got a little bit further into this. I think our confidence really started to rise last year. He was at 72.2%. Would he get enough to take it over the top? He does, Billy. Uh, he is in. Absolutely deserve it. Took a little bit longer probably than we thought it would. A lot of talk about the road numbers away from Colorado and how good they really were. And finally, the recognition that he deserves. Todd Helton is in.
1: It was pretty It was pretty special. I was sitting around with uh, my wife and my son, and we, we got to know Josh Rawich who is the the president of the hall of fame because of uh, being in Cooperstown last year for a baseball tournament. And uh, my son played his son and uh, Josh gave us a tour of the hall of fame. And we even saw where we thought we might see the plaque of, of Todd Helton go up. So we had, you know, we had a connection to the president and if you go back, Adrian was first, Joe Maurer was second. And Josh talks about how, you know, there's multiple guys getting in and when I heard Helton, I, I mean, I was, I was crying. I was, I, I have to admit it. I mean, like, it's, it's one thing to have a teammate that gets into the hall of fame and you're like, man, I, I like this teammate. Uh, you know, I got to play with them for, for a bunch of years. It's another thing when you feel a close relationship with that player and he's your friend, uh, your families have spent time together. You know, he was, he sent a gift to us when, when Kier was born, we had this giant teddy bear. I think I told you about it used to be a running joke that Todd and Christy, his wife, they would give uh, first time parents this this teddy bear that had to have weighed 150 pounds. I mean, you, you needed a truck bed to put this stupid teddy bear in the back of the, the car. And, you know, that that teddy bear was always Mr. Todd. My kids grew up with a giant teddy bear known as Mr. Todd. And to see his family, the recognition, not just for Colorado, because he was a you know first first rounder, was 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 in the organization, was developed in the organization, but it was more his character off the field, CJ, you know, where you just, like, I never saw Todd as being like this superstar possible hall of famer. You know what I'm saying? He was just a, he was a human to me with all his quirks and his mannerisms and the way he was. So to see that happen and know I played with somebody that's going in and forever is going to be linked and our families have the connection too. It was a it was a special moment. It was a really special moment. Really happy for him. Still can't believe it happened. Um, but it's 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 pretty special to know that uh, Heldon forever will be in the Hall of Fame. Second Colorado Rocky now uh, with Larry Walker. Really really cool stuff.
0: Nine fifty three career OPS for him. You mentioned it, a lifelong Rocky uh, from the minor leagues all the way until his last season back in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, when he was 39 years old and still hit uh, 15 home runs that year. But good to see him uh, get in. Uh, Again, a little bit discouraging that it took as long as it did, but that doesn't make it any less special for Todd Helton and his family. We slide down to the third player that got in, and we spent a lot of time on the show on Loud Outs on MLB Network Radio, you and I and others, and even privately in our chat group, about whether or not Joe Maurer uh, deserved to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is in 293 votes, 76 point. One percent. It got a little bit closer uh, than maybe we expected it to uh, by four votes for Joe Maurer uh, that he ends up getting in. That ended up being the difference. I was wondering about the drop off for him when we see the public deprive it uh, because it was his first year. And publicly, he was at 84 percent. And I thought, well, there's no way he's dropping that much. I mean, even, even Todd Helton the previous year only dropped six and a half percent. didn't feel like Joe Maurer was going to drop that much. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, uh, he is in. Uh, the conversation for us on my side, I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he is the guy that has kind of changed my mind on whether or not first ballot matters. You and I went back and forth a lot uh, on that one. It doesn't take anything away from uh, Joe Mauer. He was getting in one way or another, uh, but he is now a first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, which is a pretty cool thing. He becomes the fourth ever first overall pick uh, to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, Can which you name is him? really fun. Can Of course I can with Ken Griffey, Chipper Jones, Harold Baines, and now Joe Maurer of your number one overall picks uh, ever since we had that draft. Uh, He is now the fourth uh, to get in. And a hometown kid, all of it, uh, very similar in the sense I get it, you know, uh, Todd Helton, not from the area, uh, but you talk about just going wire to wire. Uh, for one team, one organization, the way that Joe Mauer and Todd Helton did. I think that's extra special. Uh, he is in, regardless of what we think about how much he caught and everything else that you and I hashed out, uh, still a really cool moment for an absolute class act uh, And Joe Maurer. Couldn't be happy for him. Three gold gloves, three batting titles, an MVP, 5 times Silver Slugger, six-time All-Star. Joe Mauer is a Hall of Famer.
1: It's pretty amazing, and I'm with you. I think... At the start of today, I had no idea how many first ballot Hall of Famers there were. I knew there was 134 voted in by the sports writers. And out of the 270 players that have been inducted into the Hall of Fame, there's there's actually 333 total. Uh, if you were to add the umpires, it's 343. Um, but regardless, it, we found out that the number was actually 54. And as you dig into first ballot Hall of Famers, if I was to survey, most people, they wouldn't know. And even for the 1% of fans that actually know who first ballot Hall of Famers are, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, you can think about uh, Craig Biggio, not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Trevor Hoffman, not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yogi Berra, not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Carlton Fisk, It. the list goes on and on and on. And I hear you. I understand it. I also believe when when you think back in the history of the game, it really doesn't matter to the grand populace of baseball fans. Once you're in the hall, you're in the hall. There is no significant star or letter on your plaque unless you had served in the military. That's the only distinction you get in the Hall of Fame if you've ever been there. So I I think it's he deserved it. There's only been three catchers in the history of the game in the American League to win a batting title. And Joe Maurer did all three of them. So. I, I think he belongs there and you're right. 15 years with one organization drafted first overall from that, from that neck of the woods. I think it, it's special. It's special when you, when you think about that and beyond it, you always wonder, you know, for example, Andrew Jones or Gary Sheffield, if they would have spent their entire career their entire career in one uniform, do we look at them any different? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know that Todd and, and Joe, When it goes to the Hall of Fame and representing the one team that they played for, it's really special for the fans.
0: Yeah, so you and I went through this quite a bit. I disagree. I do think there is something uh, that is pretty special about being a first ballot Hall of Famer and should be reserved for the absolute elite of the elite. Uh, By the way, the number is now 60. It was 58 going into today. Uh, 60 players uh, have been. Uh, First ballot Hall of Famers with Adrian Beltre and now Joe Maurer being added to that list. So really cool uh, for those guys. No two ways about it. Our biggest disappointment uh, by far for a lot of different reasons, but more than anything, is the fact that he absolutely deserves to be in. uh, And that is Billy Wagner in year nine of his 10 years of being eligible to get voted in. Seventy three point eight percent. Uh, Of course, just falls below that 75% threshold that he needed. 284 votes uh, for Billy Wagner. Five votes. He missed it by five votes, Billy. Uh, And we were kind of guessing that that's probably was the direction uh, that we were headed in. Uh, We saw the number for him at 78.4% on the public ballots that were actually out there. Last year, he dropped 4%. Uh, This year, uh, a little bit more than that for a couple of different reasons that seem strange and and the ones that I find most frustrating. He did gain votes this year, obviously, Uh, and even on the public side, it was eight. However, he had actually gained 11 and lost three. So it was a net eight uh, that we were dealing with here with Billy Wagner. So the idea that three voters last year saw him as a Hall of Famer this year did not. Talked a lot about the two guys that uh, voted uh, only for Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez. Like, those are not serious ballots. This is a very serious thing. Those are not serious ballots. When you're not serious, what do you do? You bring down the percentage of others. And so it's a really uh, irresponsible move. Uh, and I think joking about it, I tweeted about it uh, and and just kind of threw it out there as far as uh, what it was about. And one of those guys who I know who voted only for Manny and A-Rod, quote tweeted me and said, Yeah, somebody should really hunt those two folks down. Right. So there's the sarcasm that goes along with, I'm not taking this seriously and I don't really care what anybody else has to say about it, at the cost of Billy Wagner, at least this year, getting into the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. And I know this podcast all so kind of it's bullshit. I mean, that's <laughs> what it boils down to. And I have I've been fed up with with the small percentage of writers that have, you know, basically messed it up they have they have taken the all-time best left-handed strikeout reliever in the history of the game and forced him to sit out and forced him for why because he didn't have a hundred a thousand innings pitched because we're not digging into the fact that he had the most dominant fastball left-handed four-seam fastball that we've ever seen You could survey players. Go, what's the what's the best fastball you've ever seen? They'll say Billy Wagner, for what? And and when we have people that remove their their vote for a player when they previously voted for him, and with the with with no true explanation why, other than just because, it's bullshit. And for Billy Wagner, who imagine being in that position. I mean imagine this sports writer a year from now that's like hey man I voted you into the Hall of Fame. Save it. <laughs> You're weren't you the guy that didn't vote for me the year before? What happened to my stats? Yeah. So I I think at the end of it, the the it's not anger. I'm not angry at any of these writers. It's just so disappointing. And it continues to show since the very beginning of this entire process with the Hall of Fame and the and the and the voting. It's such a flawed system. It is such a flawed system that that really, in reality, I mean, like we talked about, Joe DiMaggio it took him four years, Yogi Berra took him two years, Eddie Matthews took him two years. Like, there's plenty of examples of players that have had to sit and wait. You know, Ted Simmons is the most egregious to me. Uh, one year on the ballot, and then 22 years later, he's a Hall of Famer. You could talk about Fred McGriff. He sure took steroids so he could get 500 home runs. Like, we can go on and on and on about how certain players, they felt just shy of what criteria, what criteria in what writer's mind that is only specific to them. Have these players had to wait to be inducted into the hall of fame where they belong when all the teammates that ever played with them or ever people that ever competed against them, like that guy should have been in a long time ago. That's where it's bullshit. And in the case of Billy Wagner, it's going to come down to his final year and some of these clowns are gonna finally vote and say, okay, yeah, what did it do? You give yourself a high five, like you're proud of yourself, like oh man, I, I held Billy Wagner out an extra year. It's it's dumb, it's lame. I, I think even the sarcasm, like, just admit it, you're a you're a doofus, like you're a dork when it comes to your voting. And nobody, nobody's like, yay, good job, dude. We're like, dude, you're, you're, what the hell was that? It's like somebody that's doing the video, like a TikTok video that is so stupid. Like nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares about what your, what your own personal agenda is for this guy, because now he has to go another year. I couldn't imagine sitting there waiting for a phone call possibly and finding out your five votes short. And actually in reality, it was four votes, four votes short with three, three that took it away from you. This year. I mean, in the reality, he could have been one vote shy. It's just, yeah. it's lame. Lame, lame, lame.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Oh, was he what Was a 289 and... Two, he had 284. Two, he was five you need short. He you
1: need 288.
0: It says in the article 289 at the Baseball Writers Association.
1: Estimated votes, according to not Mr. Tibbs, says 288.
0: The Baseball Writers and the Hall of Fame put out an article that said you need 289 votes to be elected. Okay. So Mr. I, Tibbs was wrong. He was he was guessing. Uh, that was and that was his estimate because he didn't know how many boats, how many absolute uh, absolute numbers were coming in. Right, that's why he said estimated boats, estimated number. Uh, he estimated that three hundred and eighty four ballots would be cast. Uh, the number ended up being three eighty five. So he was off by one. So it ended up, I guess, the percentage ended up raising it by one. So he needed two eighty nine to get in. Uh, Billy Wagner th- uh, ends up being five short. My issue with the Manny and A Rod. Only votes. I, there's one thing when you vote for a bunch of people and include them, I, I don't like it, but it still happens. When you only vote for those two and you leave off Adrian Beltre as an example, I mean, that is such a slap in the face to take guys that blatantly cheated. Cheated their generation, cheated their opponents, cheated their teammates, cheated their organizations, cheated the game, cheated fans up and down the line like it was blatant. They obviously and did multiple it broke,
1: times, CJ, multiple
0: times, broke the law, not just broke. Well, people say, oh, well, there weren't the rules. You broke the law to do it. Everybody knew it was wrong. And it's a it's just, it's just a brutal uh, mark on the game. And then the only they did it for financial
1: and, reasons, too. That's the part that really well, I mean, some they yes made their some money. No.
0: A-Rod already had his contract, so he's doing it not for financial reasons. He already had his deal. At that point, set, now he's doing he's it to the keep up with history.
1: But CJ, he's the one that said he took more steroids after the weight of the contract.
0: Oh, sorry, and he exactly. got another so, one he, after it. But it was a guaranteed deal, right? He could have never taken steroids and still had the $200 million, But he didn't. He, want, he wanted to overdo it. And just like we heard the stories about Barry Bonds and the rumors about wanting to keep up and not lack other people, um, Getting from It ends up being pride. At the end of the day, it ends up being pride. He had made plenty of money. They all did at that point uh, in their careers. They wanted their place in the game. They were willing to do whatever it took uh, to keep it. Luckily, those guys are never going to get in and they shouldn't get in. It's nothing personal. They just don't deserve to be enshrined into the Hall of Fame. Uh, As far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, Uh, Gary Sheffield uh, falls off last year for him. It was year number 10. Uh, He ends up with 64 percent. He had 55 the year before. So it was a 9 percent increase. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't seem like it was going to happen Uh, for him. It has a lot to do, of course, with uh, some of the Balco stuff. And he fought as hard as he possibly could uh, to clear his name. Uh, Writers obviously couldn't get past some of it. And listen, he had an answer for everything. Uh, Not not. participating in an interview, I think, with the Mitchell Report, and there was some talk about his lawyer not being available. That was not a great look. Uh, That one hurt a little bit. Andrew Jones, same thing. Now, I would say same thing, but he still has five more years on the – what is he at? He was at – oh, let me back that up. Andrew Jones, uh, 58% the year before, 62% uh, this year. Um, He still has time on the ballot. That was year number seven, and so he has three more still available to him. He's climbing. Uh, You and I talked about this earlier, Spilly. Um, regarding Sheffield, but especially here, Andrew Jones, there's just something about Willie Mays saying it's the best center fielder I've ever seen, not being in the Hall of Fame because he's got the numbers to back it up.
1: I, and and I think the part that frustrates me specifically with the Andrew Jones, I was talking about how Nolan Arnato was inspired by Adrian Beltre. I was inspired by Andrew Jones in college to, to catch fly balls the way I did. I tried to be Andrew Jones in college, and he made me a better outfielder. I probably got to the big leagues in a way in a sense, because I, I practice things that I shouldn't have practiced and it ended up working. Uh, also in the case of, of Jones is look, you had an entire pitching staff that's in the hall of fame. We talk about this, this three headed monster with the Braves for, for that extended period of time where Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin and John Smoltz. And you've said this story and we've heard it numerous times, the pitching velocity with the Braves when Andrew Jones was in center was throw the fastball down and away and let him go get it. And to think that those guys off the back of Andrew Jones made it to the hall of fame. Cause they did it, You can't deny that Andrew Jones did not help those guys get to the hall of fame, but to deny this guy, 10 time gold glove winner. I don't know if that matters to you over 400 home runs as a center fielder. Uh, it was a shorter period of time. I get it. It wasn't as, as long of a career. There's not 3,000 hits, but we're tired. We're, I mean, he's legit. He made Hall of Famers because of his defense. He made Hall of Famers because of his defense. He will get in. I just think it's going to be your 9 or 10.
0: Yeah, and his 10 years of dominance when he had those uh, gold gloves, it's very similar to me to some degree. And I understand Joe Maurer had batting titles, uh, but Joe Mauer and that was his dominance as a catcher, Uh, but he only did that for about eight years. And then whenever he wasn't a catcher, he was not a Hall of Famer. The numbers just aren't there. But he had that dominance in a short period of time. That made him a first ballot Hall of Famer, the 60th in our game's uh, history, where Andrew Jones has continued to fight for his Hall of Fame life, despite the fact that he consistently went out there and won those gold gloves, uh, finished second in the MVP uh, in 2005. He also had an eighth-place finish back in uh, 2000, a 51 home run season. Uh, one year, absolutely insane. So that part is really unfortunate, uh, and it'll always be unfortunate that a man with a war over 75 is still not in the Hall of Fame, and that is the great Lou Whitaker, and hopefully a conversation we'll be having eventually at some point, that he can go in with his double play partner, uh, Alan Trammell. That would be absolutely amazing. We are done uh, with our little Hall of Fame special. Uh, now we get to the business hopefully uh, of uh, finishing up some of these free agents, and then getting to spring training here right around the corner and getting the 2024 season started. As always, we appreciate you listening to the Negative War Positive Vibes Podcast. Have a great day.